You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. Where is God when we are weak? Find out in the second week of this series on worship from this message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. We are now uh, on our second installment of our series, More Than a Song. Okay, And so this is actually a series about worship and uh, on the life of David and different situation and circumstance that he uh, has gone through in his life and the songs that came out based on those experiences and situations. Now, how many of you love praise and worship? How many of you appreciate our praise and worship in this church? We normally want to join in and sing songs. I believe that Filipinos are natural-born musicians, right? So I guess if you ask uh, you know, a normal Filipino... We sing, okay, whether it's out of tune or, you know, you hit the notes. We normally like singing, you know, whether you're, you know, for example, if you go and visit uh, uh, in another country, uh, like, for example, I have some friends in Hong Kong uh, who's part of the church and they're professional musicians and singers, and you find them in, in hotels. Sometimes if you go on a Caribbean cruise in the U.S., and uh, you look at the Filipinos, uh, you look at the singers, and guess who, who they are. They're normally Pinoys and uh, Filipinos. And I believe that God has a special grace for us as Filipinos when it comes to singing. But, you know, when you talk about worship, the reason why we've entitled this series More Than a Song is because, really, when you talk about worship, it's more than a song. You know, praise and worship is not just confined to singing before the start of the service. You know, when I was uh, a young Christian, I thought that praise and worship are basically the two sets of songs that you sing before the word. That when you talk about praise, praise normally are the fast songs. We will go, we praise now yon. If you clap your hands, praise now yon. That's why that was my perception of praise. Okay? Now when you talk about worship, the moment they start dimming the lights, the moment you start lifting your hands, the moment you start closing your eyes, you don't worship. Okay, how many of you think of it that way? That praise is actually singing fast songs and worship is actually singing slow songs. But in reality, it's more than that. Okay? Praise is actually a declaration of what God is doing in your life. Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, God is doing something in you. Okay? Okay? How many of you can sense that? That God is doing something in our life, right? That's praise. When you declare something that God is doing, whether God providing uh, for your uh, whatever, for your tuition money, or God healing you from sickness, or God restoring your, your friendship, or God uh, mending your relationship in your marriage, you know, that's called praise. You know, the Bible says, praise, uh, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. We praise God basically for what He is doing. In our city, in our family, in our situation, our personal lives, in our nation. Okay? Now, when you talk about worship, on the other hand, worship is a declaration of who God is in us. It's a personal revelation of who God is to you. Diba? Uh, for example, if you, how many of you sometimes, even if you're married, you're, you feel lonely? Don't raise your hand, okay? Uh, you know, if sometimes, even if you're married, you feel lonely, you feel alone. But in reality, one of the promises of God, and that may be true for singles, is God is 
Jehovah Shama. Lagi mo siyang kasama. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never abandon you. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And, you know, when you talk about worship, worship is basically a revelation of who God is in your life. Okay? Praise, on the other hand, is a declaration of what God is doing in our lives. So, do you see the difference? But they are related. They're like the left hand and the right hand. Hold them up high, so clean and bright. Okay? Clap. Okay? So they are very much related. You don't separate them. You know, you, that's why when you look at the life of David, in whatever situation that he has gone through, there's actually a praise and a worship coming out from the heart of this man. And so what we want to look at in these next few weeks is this. At the end of this series, our people will learn to worship in any circumstance. Everybody say, any circumstance. Not just in the good times, but even in the bad times. Now, how many of you had good, have had good times in your life? Konti lang. Kawawa naman kayo. No, really, how many of you have had good times? And how many of you have had bad times? Yung kaliwa naman nakataas. Good times, kanan? Bad times. Lahat tayo. All of us. But yet, the objective of this series is that we will learn to respond positively in worship. In any circumstance. Good times, bad times. As they recognize who God is and what He can do for them. Now, talking about songs and talking about music and talking about composing. How many of you have a talent of composing songs? Anybody here? Anybody here who's a composer? You know, you write songs, you write lyrics. How many of you, whatever I ask, you will not raise your hand. Anyway, so, maybe you're just modest. Maybe you're talented in that area. Maybe you're a composer. You know, when you're a composer, normally you get some sort of inspiration. Diba? Uh, writers normally get inspiration from what they read. Sometimes they get inspiration from their experience. Sometimes they get inspiration from their relationships that they have or their particular situation in that time of their life that they're writing that song. That case in point is, for example, okay, let's take uh, this particular musician. Okay, how many of you know this girl? Paris Hilton, okay? Sino ba to? Okay, so Taylor. Okay. Taylor Swift, okay? Now, Taylor Swift is, uh, you know, a pretty popular musician, a singer-songwriter in the U.S. And so many young women or so many young girls are following her, okay? And when she writes songs many times, I think about 80% of the time, she writes songs regarding her ex-boyfriends. How many of you know that? You probably read about that or... Saw that in YouTube, diba? Now, like for example, diba, the song, uh, I will, We Will Never, Ever, Ever Get Back Together. Diba? How I many of you know that song? Okay, alam ko yun. Anyway, so, you know, it was said that she was writing about her former boyfriend named Jake. Okay, guess the family name. Okay, so, or, you know, this uh, song, You're Nothing But Trouble. 
he was writing about John Mayer or something like that. Kaya nga sabi ko, wow, medyo delikado maging boyfriend nitong taong to. Because kung hindi kayong magkasundo, she will write about you. Can you imagine that? And you know, the whole world will know who you are based on the lyrics of her song. That's why when you talk about songs, you know, the, the, our title for this series is More Than a Song. Yeah, you're not just singing some lyrics of the song. There is a story behind the song. Take another example, our national anthem. Bayang Magili or Lupang Hiniram. How many of you still know your Lupang Hiniram? Okay. Anong alam nyo? Bayang Magili o yung ang mamatay ng dahil sa'yo? Di ba? <laughs> you know, or sometimes, you know, if you watch the last full show of a movie, uh, they normally play this in the theater. Okay? But in 1898, you know, there's this guy, Julian Felipe, who wrote and composed the music for Lupang Hiniram. And the uh, lyrics were taken out of a poem from Jose Palma's uh, uh, work entitled uh, Filipinas, which is really a Spanish uh, poem, and they translated it to Filipino. Okay? And so that's the reason why they wrote it, is because of, in, 19, uh, sorry, in 1898, the backdrop of this song was the Philippine-Spanish uh, War. That's why, you know, the lyrics simply says, Ang mamatay ng... Dahil sayo, they love their country so much that they were, they're willing to die and give their life for their country. Now, how many of you are willing to die for your country? Can you please raise your hand? Wala. Okay. Uh, ibang-iba talaga noon, di ba? Sa ngayon, di ba ngayon, magtapo ka ng basura, wala kang pakialam, di ba? Parang ganon, di ba? So, but back then, you know, when they were singing this song, you know, bayang magilo talagang, ang mamatay ng dahil sayo. So they're willing to accept any bullet, you know, for their country. That's the reason why in every song, there's a story behind those songs. Okay? Like, for example, there's 150 psalms in the book, a whole book of psalms. Okay? Now, we have no time to dissect each psalm, but we're going to be looking at some of the psalms that David uh, wrote and how these psalms came about based on the life of David. Last week, we talked about uh, David and Goliath. And Pastor uh, Bernard uh, basically talked uh, a little bit on the story of this young uh, boy who was inexperienced, shepherd boy, ruddy but handsome, and he faced a mighty warrior named Goliath. How many of you are familiar with the story of David and Goliath? It's one of my favorite stories uh, of all time. Okay? Uh, favorite story to read the kids, and when I would read the, uh, them, uh, when I would read the story with my girls, ay na naman, parang gano'n, diba? So, favorito pala ni daddy, hindi nila, no? But anyway, the, the lesson of the story last week was the battle is the Lord's and the victory is ours. It is God fighting our battles. Now, how many of you have ever faced a Goliath in your life? Ever faced a giant? Giant problem? Giant death? Giant problem in the office. Yung, yung boss mo higante, di ba? Or maybe a giant, whatever, a creditor, or maybe some problems with the tax, some problems with your relationship, some giant problems in your marriage, maybe it's a giant problem in your health. So we face Goliath, right? But yet this David, an inexperienced boy, was readied by God in facing this champion of the Philistines, 
Not because he fought wars before, but because he was able to face and defeat lions and bears in his life. And I believe that God is preparing you to fight your own giants because you have fought your own lions and bears. Can you imagine Goliath? If you're going to be facing this giant, you know, what's the height of Goliath? It's about, he's about maybe about 9, 7, 9 feet, uh, 7 inches, or close to 10 feet. Can you imagine the basketball ring? The height of that is 10 feet. Imagine Goliath being the center of smart gilas. Wow! Champion! Diba? Ngayon gabi na yun. Uwin tayo! Ay, may may. Kaya lang, bilisan na natin, diba? So can you imagine, diba? Goliath being the center of smart gilas. Yao Ming is 7-6 in height. Goliath is 10 feet. Can you imagine the difference? When Yao Ming dunks, all he does is he doesn't jump much because he's near the goal already. But Goliath, if you pass the ball to Goliath, when he dunks, pass the He doesn't jump at all. That's the size and the height and the, the hugeness of this champion that David actually faced. And David fought the battle. Of course, we know, uh, we know what happened. Uh, David won that particular uh, battle and thus he came out with a song. Uh, in the book of Psalm, okay? Now, we'll be reading tonight from First uh, Samuel chapter 13. I'd like to invite everyone to stand up with me. There's another story, fast forward, about 12 chapters into the life of David. Goliath is found in First Samuel chapter 17. And uh, now we're going to be reading from First Samuel chapter 30, uh, verses, 1 to verse, uh, verses 1 to 8. Uh, let's start from uh, verse 1. David and his men reached Ziklag. Everybody say Ziklag. Okay, Ziklag is actually a city that the Philistine uh, king gave to David and his men. On the third day, now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag. 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 Say Ziklag three times. Ziklag, Ziklag, Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old, they killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. So basically, the, the wives and the, the children and the, the, the livestock of David and his men were plundered. They were taken captive or basically kidnapped okay, by the Amalekites. These were the enemies of uh, the Israelites, of David. When David and his men came to Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. Okay? David's two wives had been captured. Now I want to have a disclaimer. Okay? This is in no way endorsing adultery and bigamy. In fact, David, before... Uh, Ahinoam and Abigail, he was married to Michael also, the youngest daughter of King Saul. Okay? Now this is what I like about the Bible. Now in this particular text, this is not prescriptive. This is descriptive. The Bible is merely saying and highlighting the reality and the fact in the life of David. But God is in no way uh, supporting or encouraging 
bigamy. Are we here this after this evening? Because mamay sabi niyo sa wife mo, eh pwede naman pala eh. Dalawa pala eh, pwede mapalta na tong isang to. We're not saying that. The Bible is not saying that at all. Okay? What he's merely saying is he's describing the experience of David, yet despite the imperfection of this man, he was still called a man after God's own heart. Okay? So Ahinoam of Jezreel in Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because of the men, uh, because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David, let's read this uh, sentence all together. One, two, three. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. Abiathar brought it to him. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? What was the response of God? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you, Lord God, for your spirit that is in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our teacher, our guide, our counselor. And even as we study your word, we thank you, Lord God, that you will illuminate everything that we will uh, talk about tonight. I pray, God, that you will encourage us that in whatever situation we're in, whether in good times, in times of victory, and even in times of weakness, like David, that we will learn to praise and worship you, Lord God. We thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can you all be seated? Now, after David defeated Goliath, that's where we're picking up from, from last week's uh, series, our, our installment, our preaching. David defeated Goliath. David became a new champion of uh, the Israelite army. He was a new discovery. He was a new kid on the block. He was an untrained guy. He was an inexperienced warrior. In fact, you know, when Saul was looking at David, you're gonna face that champion without anything on you. Here, wear my armor. Remember that? He tried putting on the armor of Saul and it was what? It was too big. He was not used to that. You know, can you imagine nowadays if David was a hip-hop boy, diba, wearing the armor of Saul? Whoa, yeah, yo. It's big. Okay? He said, I cannot fight in this. I'm not used to this. I'm going to take this, my sword and my, slingsh- my, my, my slingshot. And so David defeated Goliath, went home to Jerusalem, and they celebrated David as the new champion. Now what bothered Saul was when the women of the city started singing a song about Saul and David. And this was the refrain of that song. Saul has slain his thousands and David his what? Tens of thousands. Because he started comparing himself with David. He started being insecure. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 18 that from then on, David looked with jealousy. I'm uh, sorry, Saul looked with a jealous eye on David. That's where the, you know, the relationship of Saul and David became sour. At, uh, you know, during the first uh, time that Saul met David, he was so fond of David. David was a musician. Every time David would play his harp, you know, Malak Earl Kuh, you know, Saul would actually feel relieved 
You know, the Bible says that Saul had some spirit, uh, evil spirit, and every time David would play the harp in the music, that actually the evil spirit would leave Saul. So, you know, he was so fond of, of David, but yet after hearing this, he wanted to kill David. And so David had to flee from Saul. And you would see that from chapters uh, 1 Samuel uh, 18 onwards, leading to chapter 30, it was David uh, you know, going away and fleeing from Saul from town to town. Saul was in hot pursuit of David. David had twice the opportunity to kill Saul, but he did not touch the anointed one of God, according to him. His men wanted to kill Saul, but David said, do not touch Saul, because he has been anointed by God. What a heart. He remained loyal to his master, even if his master wanted to kill him. How many of you have experienced that? How many of you have had experience that you've been loyal to, you know, to whatever, your boss or friend, you know, to this guy, and yet, ang sinukli sa'yo, they want to kill you. Basically, they became disloyal, they stab you in the back, they speak ill about you. Can you relate to this? Have you had such experience? Have you had stories of betrayal? David became loyal to, to Saul and to the, to the armies of Israel. And yet, this, is, this was how Saul treated David. So anyway, so he was in hot pursuit of David until David finally said, I need to get out of Jerusalem. I need to go to the land of the Philistines and basically camp with them. The Philistines were the arch enemy of Israel. Public enemy number one. And yet David found refuge in the land of the Philistines. Now the Philistine king basically knew David as a champion and they, underst- they somehow was able to uh, uh, empathize with what David was going through. And so what they did was they gave him a city for him and his men and their family. So the name of the city was Ziklag. Okay, so Ziklag was the city given to David and his men to live in. There was once an opportunity for uh, the Philistine armies and the Israelites to fight. And David was volunteering to fight on the side of the Philistines against the Israelites. And yet the commanders uh, of the Philistines said, let's not let David fight. Because, malinyo. You know, once in battle, David might turn against us, bumalimbing, and we are on the losing end. And so they said, David, we appreciate your volunteerism, but we want you to go back home with your men, go and enjoy your family and your wives and your children. But yet, when David went home, we just read that verse. 1 Samuel chapter 30. The Amalekites, another enemy of the Israelites. You know, can you imagine? There, they have so many enemies. The Amalekites, the Jebusites, the Philistines, and all the ites, the parasites. Latanites, the Buisites, or whatever. Okay? They, they actually have all these enemies. And one particular enemy that attacked David and his men in Ziklag was, were the Amalekites. And this is where we find the setting of the story. David was so weak at the time. He was a champion, a warrior. He led his men to battle. He fought many wars. He won every time he would go out to war because the Lord God was fighting his battles. He would win. But yet, 
he was also a man. He got discouraged. He became weak. How many of you have had weakness in your life? Diba? Pastor ako, weakness ko, chocolate. I'm not talking about that kind of weakness, okay? Weakness ko, food. I'm not talking about that weakness, okay? Maybe your weakness can be, uh, you know, a temptation. Maybe your weakness right now or a discouragement is probably in the area of health. Maybe your weakness right now is in the area of your marriage or relationship. Maybe your weakness, you know, uh, being a single person is how to say no to partying. Pastor, ah, nahihirapan ako, mas kira sa gabi, tutulog ako. Gumagalaw pa rin yung mga kamay ko, di ba? Parang, you know, maybe, you know, there are just so many different kinds of weakness. We're, we're human beings. Okay? We're frail. And we go through life with so many weaknesses. And yet, David found himself very weak before the Lord during this time. Now, what's David's attitude in times of weakness? We want to go through that. And I want to share three things uh, on that. Okay? First up, he encouraged himself in God. Okay? Not just encourage himself, period. There's a source, real source of encouragement. And what is the best source of encouragement? God. Amen. God Himself. Okay? You know, we get discouraged. Sometimes you'll probably wake up in the morning feeling a heaviness or maybe a cloud. Have you ever had those days? But that you wake up, maybe tomorrow, you know, you're feeling again, oh, Monday na naman. yung boss ko. You know, there's a cloud. There's a discouragement. Then you remember, oh no, I have a deadline. I have this meeting that I don't want to make. Or maybe, you know, your, your school, you know, you have a test, you have a long exam. They go, oh no, I'm going to see the terror teacher, you know. Discouragement can set in. You know, a cloud may set in. But in, in the area of David, this is much more serious. You know, but yet David learned to encourage himself with the Lord. And I know, and I want to submit to you this evening that yes, we need one another for encouragement. How many of you need a human being to encourage you? Because it's, it's kind of difficult, diba? If you need encouragement, you face yourself in the mirror, I encourage you. Diba? Ang hirap nun, diba? Be encouraged. Diba? It, it's hard. You need somebody to speak to you. Speak to you live. And that's exactly what happened to David and Jonathan. Jonathan became a good friend. Jonathan was actually the son of Saul, who was so loyal to David. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, Samuel, uh, sorry, uh, Jonathan uh, became friends and a covenant brother with David. And he was willing to give his position as a prince. He gave the emblems of his office. He gave his tunic. He gave his robe. He gave his uh, scepter. Uh, or sorry, his ring to David. And he said to David, you are going to be king of Israel someday. And I'm going to be second to you. And he was willing to be a vice president. Even he, if he was the, 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 the son of, uh, of King Saul. And there was a time in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 23 when David was fleeing away from Saul that Jonathan had to find David. And the Bible says, Jonathan helped David find strength in God. We need each other. We need human relationships. We need friends that can encourage us. Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, I need you. Can you try encouraging that person? Let's, let's do an experiment right now. Okay, let's take about 10 seconds. Okay, each. Try to encourage your seatmate right now. Okay, ready? Go. Huwag niyong bulahin, okay? Huwag yung pogi mo, ha? 
Uy, pag-utang naman. Hindi encouragement yun, ha? Hindi po ako mamindi na. You know, encourage, to encourage means, okay, tama na, okay. Sabi ko, 10 seconds lang. To encourage means to put courage into. And sometimes, because of what we face daily, we lack courage. Sometimes fear sets in. Sometimes doubt sets in. Sometimes worry sets in. How many of you sometimes worry? You worry about what to worry, di ba? You worry too much that you worry about even what to worry about. Di ba? Parang, you know, talagang, parang it's, it's, I, I'm sick and tired of getting sick and tired. Parang ganun, di ba? You know, it's, it's, sometimes it's like that. It's already a habit and it becomes a part of you. In a David, learn to encourage himself. And when nobody around was encouraging him, he learned to encourage himself and found strength in the Lord. So David, verse 4, and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. Now, guess what? These are men. These are real warriors. And the Bible says, David and his men wept aloud. Now, how many of you men would honestly say that sometimes you sweat in your eyes? You don't cry, but you sweat. No, no, kidding aside. Okay, how many of you sometimes cry? Men, real men cry. Yeah, especially if you watch a nice movie. Okay, like four weddings and four sisters. Anyway, anyway, so so until they had no strength left to weep. You know, have you ever had that experience when you were so sad or maybe you're so frustrated and you're crying so much and you cried and you you know, you've cried everything you can cry and every bit of fear left your body and you were dried to a pulp. Until they had no, no more to, to weep. You know, you cry so much that the next time that you cry is, matutulog na muna ako. Pagising mo. Have you ever had that experience? I mean, we've, we've, I've had that. I've had experiences of just, you know, being so discouraged and I'm asking, Lord, why? And yet David, in the midst of this discouraging situation, did not complain. He did not pray, Lord, Ubusin mo sila, now na. You know, he was not telling the Lord, you know, annihilate my enemies, or Lord, bring back my wives and my kids, and you know, Lord, restore the plunder. But he chose first to find himself and be encouraged with the Lord. The first things that came out of his mouth was not a complaint. The very first things that came out of David's mouth was actually a praise and a worship to the Lord. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each, man, each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters, but David found strength in his God. Where do you find your strength? You know, if you're discouraged, if you wake up lonely, if you wake up weak, where do you find your strength? Do you just go and open your cable TV? Oprah. para matawa 
Or maybe you go to a movie, or maybe you go to a bar and drink yourself to sleep, or whatever. Where do you find your courage? Where do you find your strength? David knew where to find his strength. He found his strength in God, in the Lord. In the NIV it says, But David found strength in the Lord his God. In the NET version, it says, But David drew strength from the Lord his God. Where do you draw your strength from? It's kind of like yourself. How many of you have a cell phone? Please raise your hand. Duh. I guess everybody has a cell phone, right? How many of you charge your cell phone? Pastor, perpetual battery. You know, we charge our cell phone every day, right? Now, why do you charge your cell phone? Because it runs out of battery. Where do you draw your strength from? Where do you charge yourself every time you run out of faith? Find your strength. In God. David strengthened himself with trust in his God. That was the message version of the Bible. Psalm 18, verse 12, or 32 rather, it, is, it says, It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. Where do you draw your strength from? Where do you get your encouragement every single day? Where do you draw your, your guidance? You know, one of our friends, uh, I have time to say this voice. One of our couple of friends actually were praying for uh, in their business and they've been discouraged for the past two and a half years. They've been asking the Lord, Lord, parang hindi yata nag-break in this. It's not really picking up that much. We need, we need you know, extra um, investors basically in the business. And, you know, one time there's a, uh, a friend of theirs who volunteered to be an investor and he said, I'm going to invest uh, $1 million dollars in your business. And they said, wow, okay to, ah, parang si Lord na to. And how many of you know that sometimes pagka may ganun nag-open, you think it's God already. So parang sabi nila, wow, si Lord, one, one, one million dollars. Okay? So they thought it's God and uh, they found their strength in the Lord, but yet they decided to wait a while, baka mamaya hindi to, because somehow there was some hindrance in transfer of the money. Okay? And then eventually, the first investor was not able to deliver the promise. And so they got discouraged. And they sought the Lord again. And they said, God, what's happening? And then they got a word again, just a few months ago, okay, uh, from another friend this time. And this guy said, you know, I was wondering if uh, you're open to, uh, you know, having a new investor in your business because I'm willing to invest uh, $2 million. So instead of $1 million, Biglang, ito, 2 million. And sabi nga nila, Lord, is this you? So basically, they're seeking the Lord and they're asking the Lord, Lord, if this is you, then pull this together. So basically, to make the long story short, they received the word last uh, last uh, week. And uh, the, the new investor is finally wiring the 2 million and it actually uh, came in already in their account, uh, you know, that just this Monday. 2 million dollars in their account, just like that. Sometimes, we feel like, Lord, this is probably the big break I'm waiting for. But guess what? You learn how to wait. Learn to wait on God. He will be the one to make your way perfect. This leads me to my second point. Because David inquired from God. My couple friends, basically, they inquired from the Lord. And they, you know, they are expert in the area of business. But yet, they did not let their expertise dictate their decision in that particular situation. David inquired of the Lord, his God, whether to go and attack 
uh, the Amalekites or not. In uh, verse 7 it says, Then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. Abiathar brought it. Uh, now actually, we're talking about the ephod. The ephod is actually the, the, the costume, okay? Or the, the clothing of priests. And there's uh, the urim and the tumim, okay? Now, and what they're saying is that this particular uh, clothing is the one that helps them when they are inquiring of the Lord, okay? This is in total opposite to Saul. Saul, when he was inquiring uh, of the Lord, when, uh, when Samuel uh, eventually passed away, Saul started seeking uh, guidance from a medium or a spiritist. Okay, and, and basically what he asked from the medium was, bring me back the soul of Samuel. Because Samuel is still a or spiritist. Okay? Now, my question for us today is, where do you get your guidance from? Do you actually open the newspaper and look at the horoscope? Ang inyong mga bitwing, nagningningning ngayon. Since ikaw ay Capricorn, mamimit po si Libra. Parang gano'n, di ba? So, you know, sometimes we, we, we put our faith and hope, you know, in the alignment of the stars instead of the Lord Himself. But David knew where to inquire from. David inquired from the Lord. And he said, Bring me the ephod. And Abiathar brought it to him. And David inquired of the Lord. And he asked the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? And what was the response of God again? Pursue them. Can you imagine? David was an experienced warrior by this time. You know, it was after 12 chapters. This happened many years after the original battle with Goliath. And by this time, David had already fought many wars, fought many battles, led his army into victory. As long as the Lord was with David, he'd always win the victory. But yet at the same time, he did not let his expertise dictate his decision. He'd always inquire from the Lord. You know, sometimes, if we know the situation, we won't ask God anymore. Lord, I can't do it. But yet David was humble enough to ask of the Lord and say, God, is this your will for me to go and attack these Amalekites? Siguro si David gigil na gigil na Lord, tabihin mo lang, tabihin mo lang, Lord! Because they, they took their entire families. They took their livestock. They took everything that they had. And surely, God said, yes, certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. That's why this particular psalm in this situation came about. Psalm 63, verse 1 to 7. And you know, you know, David, instead of complaining before the Lord, when he found out that the city of Ziklag was burned down to the ground and all their entire families were taken as captives, you know, he did not complain. Lord, bakit ako? Why me? Why me? Why me? Diba sometimes ganun tayo? Lord, bakit ako? Hindi yung kapitbahay kong unbeliever. Sali siya nalang parusahan mo. Say makasalanan ako, Christus ako, Lord. But yet you will find no complaint in the mouth of David. And this is the, these are the very first words that were uttered. And he wrote this in the, in the psalm. Psalm 63 verse 1, O God, you are my God. In the midst of losing his family, this is what's, what's being you know, brought out in the heart of David. O God, you are my God. He was declaring worship. He was declaring, Lord, you are my God. Ultimately, you are in charge. 
How many of you are seeing what David's doing? He's basically making a declaration, Lord, whatever my situation is, you are God. You are sovereign. You are transcendent. You are above my situation. You are in charge. You are in control. And I shall seek you earnestly. He's not seeking the revenge for his enemies. He's not seeking the restoration of his children and his wives. He's not seeking for prosperity. He's not seeking for victory. He was seeking the Lord himself. Guess what? If you have the Lord, you have everything else. Amen. And that's the secret of the life of David. Can we just give the Lord a hand for that? That's the secret of David. Since David had God, he had everything else. And he continued writing, My soul thirsts for you. Wala pang sprite noon. Obey your thirst, di ba? Yet David was declaring, My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry and weary land where there's no water. You know, in a, in, in a land where there's no water, what will you yearn for? Water. Right? You will yearn for the natural things that you need. In a land where there's no money, what will you yearn for? Money. In a, in a land where there's no body, what will you yearn for? Relationships. Yet David said, in a land where there's no water, I yearn for you. I thirst for you. You are the one that I need. You are the one that can meet my desperation right now. I am, I am desperate for you. And it says in verse 7, For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Let's skip a few slides here. Third attitude in the, in the time of weakness of David. First is, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Second is, he inquired of the Lord. Third is, he acted on God's word. How many of you know that if God speaks, we better listen and we better obey? And how many of you are convinced that if you obey God 100%, you will succeed? Amen? Because God's ways are perfect. His ways are higher than our ways. Sometimes it's just so difficult to obey. Right? But yet, when God speaks, that is a surefire way for success. Whatever God says, we better be open to listen and obey. David, when he heard the voice of God, in verse uh, 17, David basically obeyed God. When, when God said, go and attack them, and you will surely succeed. And he, So David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day, and none of them got away except 400 young men who rode off on camels and... David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Wow, bumalik. Okay? Bumalik yung dalawa. Including his two wives, nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else they had taken. David brought everything back. How about us? Has the enemy stolen from you? Has the enemy stolen your faith? Has the enemy stolen your joy? Has the enemy stolen something from you? Has the enemy stolen some sort of a relationship that has gone sour? Maybe a friendship that was there that became disloyalty and betrayal? Maybe in the area of business, the enemy has stolen something from you? Maybe in the area of finances? Maybe in the area of marriage? Maybe in the area of health? The Bible says, what the enemy has stolen, he has to pay back sevenfold. And I believe that God is a God who restores. Amen. And when God allows us to go through times of weakness. All we need to do is just like David, 
inquire of God. Be encouraged. Get our courage from Him and act according to His word. You know, he, David did not just wait. No, baka, Lord, I trust in you. Pabalikin mo na lang sila. No! Baka dumating na si Lord, wala pa yung mga asawa niya, di ba? But he decided to act upon the instruction of the Lord. And you know, when he obeyed God, guess what? What, what happened was success. And if God speaks to you, and maybe some of us are wondering, Lord, you know, sometimes I inquire of you, but you don't speak to me. Have you ever had that? Have you ever asked the Lord and God seemed to be silent? We've had that. And there are probably some situations wherein God does not speak. Maybe one is, maybe because there's a hidden sin. Or maybe God has spoken before and you have not yet obeyed. Because why will God speak the second time if you have not obeyed the first time? Hello? You know, when God spoke to Noah to build the ark, Noah obeyed. The next time God spoke was when the ark was done, after 120 years. Are you willing to wait that long? Are you willing to obey the voice of God? Because I believe that if you obey the voice of God, you will definitely be successful in your life. In times of weakness, God is the source of our strength. In times of weakness, God is the source of our strength. I want to challenge us tonight. Where do you find your strength? Where do you find your energy from? Where do you find your passion? Where do you find your vision? Where do you find your hope? My hope comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. David, you would see. He, he, I, I, I want to encourage you, if you have time, go to the whole book of Psalms in this whole month. It's just 150 Psalms. Just 150 Psalms. <laughs> the longest Psalm is 119. But it's worth the reading. And you will see that even the psalmist, you know, particularly most of the Psalms were written by David you will see that there are different forms of psalms. And these psalms reflect, can reflect what David is going through at that particular moment in his life. On a practical level, how do we find strength in the Lord? Three things. Through word, prayer, worship. Respond by going back and deeper into the word. Every single day. You will hear us say this time and time again from the pulpit. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Live what it says and declare the worship of God. You know, again, what is worship again? It's declaring who God is in our life. Last time I want to read Psalm 59, but I will sing of your strength. In the morning, I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. O oh, my strength, I sing praise to you. You, God, are my fortress, my loving God. And my encouragement is the next time you experience a form of weakness, may praise and worship come out of our mouth instead of complaints and grumbling. Amen. We hope you were inspired by that message. Watch out for more updates on coming events in our website at www.victoryalabang.org. You can also be part of the family by liking us on Facebook.com slash Victory and following us on Twitter.com slash Victory Thank you and stay connected.